So two people that were pretty high on the Dolphins coming into this season. We might have to take a step back and uh, reassess things going forward. Because Jalen Ramsey parted off the field today at practice. He collided with Tyreek Hill. And uh, things aren't looking good. Going to have surgery. Uh, right now it looks as if uh, it has a torn meniscus. But obviously they'll go in during surgery and kind of determine um, if it's a full meniscus repair, what all of that looks like. Again, Mark, we are the uh, medical experts here that know all of this stuff in and out. <laughs> but, it, I, I mean, Ian Rappaport reported that Jalen Ramsey could be back in December if all goes well. That's the, that's the best and healthiest option. That means that he's out for like four months. Yeah, December's a long time, man. We're talking after Thanksgiving, right? Like, you know, we're you know, sitting around yeah. the table eating Thanksgiving, watching football. This guy's still out. Whole season's going by. So, um, listen, it, it only took one night, right, you know, for us to get on here, talk about how excited we were with the Dolphins. I wore my aqua yesterday, right? We were all pumped <laughs> up, Mike McDaniel, everything, and then boom. Just like that, you know, the news drops, and – you know, defense takes a hit. You know, they, they listen, they got Vic Fangio there. You know, they got a great defensive mind. He can find a way to work around it. But it's definitely a little bit different. And, yeah, we're the orange today, and Joe Burrow goes <laughs> down, right? So, what, I got to wear Cowboys colors tomorrow? Is that what we got to do here in Philadelphia? That's exactly you know, maybe what I'll you should do. Some. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is interesting in the sense that, you know, they brought him in to help the defense. I don't think anybody has any questions about this offense with Miami. You know, again, the caveat outside of the health of the quarterback. But um, the defense really struggled last year, which, you know, was the main reason they brought in Fangio. And a lot of what Mike McDaniel has talked about is not just Fangio, you know, creating the defense, but giving him a defensive mind like that to bounce offensive philosophies off of, right? Having a guy like that just in the clubhouse on the team, um, you know, is almost like a mentor that, you know, you can bounce – uh, you know, offensive scheme and packages against, you know, I, I loved all of it. I was buying it and I'm like, Hey, let's go dolphins. But this is a bad, um, this is a bad sign for that defense. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, one of the most talented defensive backs in the league. So uh, you got to take a step back and, you know, a little bit of a pause now. Yeah. He was supposed to be, I mean, paired alongside Xavier Howard and be one of the top cornerback duos in the league. Obviously that takes a big hit if he's not back on the field until December, but I mean, seems to be in good spirits. He tweeted that uh, that end of the season push Gumby legendary. So at least he's had, you know, has a positive mindset. Got to come back second half of the season. They can do some damage. We look at their regular season win total nine and a half. Asked me yesterday, I would have said over. I still think over isn't a bad look, but it definitely makes me want to pause and kind of reevaluate things because he's a massive part of that secondary, which is where they needed help in their defense the most. Yep. And what did we talk about last night, Kate, with Sauce Gardner, right? Like, you know, teams, mm -hmm. if you only have one good cornerback, teams are going to attack the other guy, right? So that it really yep. makes a difference with their defense not having those two corners as bookends, right? Now one of them's down, someone's got to step up, but. Um, I, listen, my initial reaction is I'm not backing down. I'm on the Dolphins full steam ahead. Um, I think they get over the nine and a half wins, but it, I don't know if it's just kind of, maybe it just hasn't settled in yet, you know, cause the defense, 
it, it's a big blow. I mean, a player like that, it's yeah. tough, and it's a very competitive division. But if you're asking me right now, I'm still comfortable with the Dolphins. I think they can win that division. I think as long as two is healthy. The good news is, whatever defensive struggles they have, the offense could be potent enough to overcome them all. Oh, for sure. Yes, as long as two is on the field. I mean, look at their growing that they have. You have Tyreek Hill, Jaden Waddell, uh, Raheem Moster, uh, Braxton Berrios. I mean, a lot of really good pieces that can score, that can, um, you, you know, you can play a fast-paced, up-tempo offense with them. Dolphins reach the playoff, minus 110 on both sides, yes or no. I, I mean, yes to me. I like it. Yeah. We think that they're going to win the division. So, so not even be a wild card. They're actually just making the playoffs. Yeah, you get the wild card wrapped up in there. So I, I think you know it, it minus one ten. I, I definitely see them being a playoff team. The AFC is competitive, but I, I think that you know again, um, if you're on the Dolphins, if you're going to play over the win total, I guess there's a chance ten wins doesn't get you into the playoffs if if it's super competitive. But more times than not, that's going to be enough. And a lot of times with these win totals, teams don't just come in on the number. Like, they're usually a couple games ahead of the win total when they go over, a couple games below when they go under. So, um, I'm still comfortable with the Dolphins. I I like what they did. And, listen, if anybody can overcome this type of loss, it's Vic Fangio, right? So, you know, one of the greatest defensive minds in the league. So, they have that working for them. So, I'm not ready to back off the Dolphins quite yet. Uh, Mark, I went to the gym this morning – and listened to the podcast you recommended yesterday. I started the play callers. Yeah, the play callers. It's very good. I I yeah. stopped it like with like 15 minutes left, partly because I was leaving the gym and had other things to do that day. But also, it's so intense because there's so many pieces with the four of those with uh, McDaniel, McVay, yep. Lafleur, and Shanahan that I almost want to like sit down and. I have a piece of paper in front of me and be like tracking my own map of where all these guys are coming and going. Cause there's so many moving pieces, but it's fascinating already. I mean, 45 minutes into this podcast and it's pretty good. It really is, is great. I mean, you know, I think it's Jordan Rodriguez that does a pretty athletic. I might be butchering her name. I apologize, but you know, everyone doesn't get drum heller right either. So it's okay. <laughs> you know, we all have to deal with that, but she's a rock star. I mean, she does a tremendous job and you're right. It's something that even listening to the whole thing, I want to go back and listen to it and take notes, you know, just to kind yeah. of like absorb it all because it's so much information at once and just, seeing all four of their pass and how it's intertwined and how it works together and how they work through offensive philosophies and uh, throughout all their careers. And um, it, it's awesome, man. I absolutely love it. So it, it was very, very cool. It came out like right around the same time uh, people were watching quarterback and I got like two episodes in and I'm like, do I want to watch Kirk Cousins or do I want to listen to this? And I, you know, I went with, I went with the play callers. Yeah, the play callers is a little bit more exciting than watching uh, Kirk Cousins' wife pick out his outfits for Sundays. <laughs> he went with, like, the Eddie Bauer Brown for the fall. That was, like, the first thing you saw in the first episode. But I thought the play callers was hilarious, the way they described early on in that episode, the four coaches. I think LaFleur was, like, the really cool guy. McVay was, like, the high energy. And McDaniel was, like, the nerdy weird uh, analytics guy, which is totally – I mean, looking at all of them – it kind of is exactly how they are. And I knew McDaniel was uh, extremely smart, Ivy League, went to Yale. But he is just a quirky dude. 
like the, yeah. the way he talks and, and that, really, how he thinks about things. Yeah, what's great about it is it really humanizes these guys, right? Like you mm-hmm. really kind of get to understand like how they think and how they're built, and even some of the conversations with Kyle Shanahan. You know, he talks about the loss in the Super Bowl. You know, when he was offense mm-hmm. coordinator for the Falcons, they were up twenty-eight to three, and he talks about how that was kind of like a lesson for him because everybody was like, "Well, why don't you run the ball more?" And he's like, "Well, listen, I don't like being conservative. Like that's not how I wanted to be." You know, when you're young and you're in the league and you believe in your offense and you have an offense that that year they were one of the most efficient offenses in NFL history. You know, with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. So he was like, "When you have that." type of arsenal you don't want to be conservative you know especially when you got Tom Brady on the other side you always feel like you need more points so you know he kind of talks through that and you know how he's kind of learned from that and it's funny because you look back at it you know I believe it was two years ago when the Rams won the Super Bowl right and they beat the 49ers in the NFC championship uh you know that game as well Kyle Shanahan was you know uh received a lot of you know, negative press about being conservative in that game, being too conservative there. So, like, seeing that stuff play out and kind of knowing the background behind it, like, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's great because I think when we think of the NFL in general, we think of, hey, all these old school coaches and that sort of stuff and getting the story behind these four guys who were very young, you know, came up very quickly in the NFL and were able to break through. And, you know, it, it's, it's definitely fascinating. They did a great job with it. And all I could think of as I was listening to it as well is they are maybe a year or two older than me, I think. I'm, in, I'm turning 33 <laughs> on Sunday, and um, they are far more successful than I am. I felt like an yep. idiot after that. You're a head yeah. coach in the NFL, and um, Mark and I are, you know, Becky Hill Network is fantastic. We love it here. A little bit different, yeah. though, in our pay structure from making millions in the NFL to being a media member just kind of so well, absolutely and you know another the way I look at it which I think is probably where I get the most respect from these guys is like you know we take our jobs very seriously we do an excellent job preparing we put in a lot of hard work to come in here and put on a great show the level of preparation and how they dive into their jobs and how it like just absorbs yeah. them to where it becomes everything that you know that they're you know, identity is just, it's fascinating. Like the life as an NFL head coach is, you know, forget about quarterback. Like if they want to, you know, they, they need to follow these coaches and, you know, see, you know, the hours that they put in the preparation, you know, what keeps them up at night, that sort of stuff. Uh, that's the stuff that I like. I mean, that gets me going, man, because those guys are just, it's everything. And even when they talk about it in the, in the podcast, even when they win, it's not enough, you know, they need more. Yeah. That it is very motivating. Like, kind of makes you just want to like run through a wall. I suppose that is a good yep. gym podcast because it gets you going and like wanting to push the weights a little bit harder when you know that these guys aren't sleeping yeah. for three days on end because they're so obsessed with winning. Yeah, how can you not do another set when you're you know hearing Kyle Shanahan <laughs> talk about you know sitting in the office for three straight days trying to figure out how to run counter sweep you know with a pulling tight end? So <laughs> it's. You know, it's it, it, it's really cool. But I love that kind of insight, you know. like And listen, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to bash quarterback on Netflix. It's, a lot of, it's very cool to see some of the, you know, get to know some of these players on a more personal level and see how they are outside of football. But I just think, like, when, when you start talking about, like, the insight of some of these coaches and, you know, what they go through, because it's hard. I mean, like, listen, you know, we talk about it all the time. One bad year 
coach could be on their way out. So it's a lot of, you know, intensity and a lot of pressure, you know, so it was, it was pretty cool, man. I wish, I wish it was more than five episodes, to be honest. Well, maybe that means they're going to make some more and, you know, add to that. Maybe it'll be more of a larger series going forward.